Welcome to Fueled by Gratitude podcast. I'm Victoria Dumay, entrepreneur and life and business coach, philanthropist and gratitude junkie. And you've come to the place to be empowered by real, raw, and authentic conversations that will unravel you, reveal you, and deliver you to a place of discovering your authentic and passionate self. Hello, it's another Fueled by Gratitude podcast, and today I get to have my amazing partner, boyfriend, Daniel Mikolashek, on the episode as my very first official interview on the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. Say hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> we, Excited to be here. We call him Miko for short. You guys might know him as Miko, and today we are going to talk about opposites attract. You may have heard that saying before about opposites attract, but we're actually going to take a little spin on it and talk about how the opposites really are a lot more similar similar than you think and how we have been able to find similarities in our differences and how we make our relationship work. Very true. <laughs> okay, so I think we're going to just really take this on and the way that I want all of my podcast interviews to be are just real authentic conversations. So this is going to be a fun conversation about our take on what opposites attract mean and how that can play in the world of relationships and partnerships. So I don't know what you want to say to kind of kick this off. I'll let you start as my guest. Well, I think you and I talked about this or we have talked about this at length, but Earlier today, we were talking about how, um, you know, there's this sense that when you're dating, you kind of are wanting to find someone who's very similar to you. You know, I mean, they like the same music, they like the same books, they like the same movies, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But what we were talking about is how variety can really be an this... important flavor of, of a relationship. As yeah. a matter of fact, we, you know, it kind of brings to mind that old adage that variety is the spice of life. Yes, I was just going to say that variety is the spice of life, for sure. And I think like when I first met you, I, we are totally different. So let's explain that. I'm an intro, I'm sorry, I'm an extrovert <laughs> and Miko is introvert. Yes, which makes being on this podcast kind of difficult for me. <laughs> yeah, he definitely doesn't like a lot of attention. He's more, you know, kind of reserved and quiet. But once you get to know people, you you can really feel more like you're not an introvert. Right, right. I feel like you come out and you you tend to, to, to act as if you're an extrovert when you get more comfortable, right. I feel like. But when I first met you, I was like, oh, wow, I could definitely tell that you were not this like super talkative extroverted person which for me was a lot different than who mm-hmm. I was and so with that I mm, had be honest what, what were you really thinking about that about what the fact that I was an introvert it bothered you at some, it did some it way, really right? did bother me because I was like why doesn't this guy talk why is he so quiet does he even want to be here mm-hmm. and we met we didn't know that we were meeting that night we actually our mutual friends, a friend of mine knew his friend who invited him out and my friend invited me out and he happened to just be in the same place as me. And he was sitting kind of right next to me in this area that we were all like a group of us were sitting. And again, he was this quiet, like I could tell he was introverted. And yeah, it did kind of trigger me a little bit. And I think Mm -hmm. it triggered me because I'm so 
not introverted and such an extrovert. And so that mm-hmm. difference kind of started being, being a little weird at first for me. And I had no idea that you were even interested in me. And then you <laughs> told me later on that you were, but I couldn't read that off of your vibe. Oh, I'm good at hiding my emotions. <laughs> yeah. So I guess like you were saying, you know, in the beginning, that opposite really wasn't the attraction, but then it became the attraction later yeah. on and right. realized that, wow, this guy is actually very interesting. And because the fact that you were a lot different than me, it kind of started growing on me. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you want to share about how we ended up finding our similarities and how different we were? Well, I think one thing that was always important to me was that I realized that in in the ways that we were different, at the end of the day, we both kind of wanted the same thing or something very similar. Um, so really, it was sort of our approach to achieving what what the goal was, whether it's you know something deeply held like religion or politics, or even just like where we wanted to go out to dinner. Um, oftentimes, you know, when we would, I'm going to use the word clash as shorthand. I mean, we we didn't really ever. Yeah. Every once in a while, we would have a a, a pretty good argument, but for the most <laughs> part, it was just disagreement. You know, and, and in those moments of disagreement. Um, I just kept coming back to this idea that we're way more alike than we are different. I think we found that we both desired the same things, even when it came to spirituality or, again, like you were saying, the politics or how the world is. We, at the end, desire the same results. We desire the same things for our world and for our relationships and in in that sense but we kind of see things from a different lens again with all the work that I do is realizing that a lot of our ways of being and how we see the world is filtered through our past and our own experiences and I think as we've grown together and our partnership is kind of unraveling who we are and who we were in the in our past and how our differences really stemmed off of our experiences from the past. But again, we were able to come together. And I think for me, it was more like, it's okay to be different. Mm -hmm. And rather than having this thought that it's not okay, I think the thought of it's not okay to be different is what doesn't allow you to be okay and to be free in a relationship where there are differences. And the idea that you need to believe just like me, you need to think just like me, you need to act just like me, this idea that that's the only way to get along is, is actually not true. It's okay that we share in those differences. Right. And I think for me, that's something I've been thinking a lot about is how held within your perspective as Victoria versus mine as Miko is that there's a lot of things, there's a lot of ways that you think about the world that I don't. And if I had access to some of those ways that you think about the world, there would be something really valuable for me to learn. And likewise for you to learn from me. Right. Um, And I think that's something that's hard for us to do as human beings inside of a relationship. Yes. But even if you look around like today, I feel like there's a lot of division going on and I think it's I think this is a really appropriate practice to to think through and work through not only with your people that are in your life but you know people you meet on the street every day or people that you work with or whatever the case may be I think we all have something to to share with one another that might be wildly different than what we are personally but that's okay having that 
access to a different perspective can be really powerful. Yeah. And I want to ask you something because I remember early on in our relationship, mm. something that I found very admirable in you and it almost, you know, we, you and I know this quote, it's like what triggers you reveals to you where you're not free. Right. And I remember that at first it wasn't an admirable uh, feeling that I had acknowledging that you were being this way, but then now it's become admirable. And I think even at the time it was admirable, Mm -hmm. but because I wasn't like that, it bothered me. Like you were revealing to me something that I couldn't do, but yet you were doing it so easily. And that is that when we would have a disagreement or mm-hmm. when we would talk about something where you and I didn't agree on it, right. you were like, okay with it. You were like, yeah, it's like, you've always had this attitude of like, oh, okay, you think that's that way. And I think that it's this way. And that was it. And I remember thinking like, how are you okay with this? I was so like upset about that. We just discovered, especially earlier on in our relationship, we discovered a difference. And in my mind, my thought about that was, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work. We can't disagree on this. (laughs) And I would make it more dramatic. I would be like, no, no, no. You need to believe like me. We need to get along and we need, or not get along, but we need to see eye to eye on this. And you should have the same perspective of me. And I was so this extra about it. And I made it mean that, oh my gosh, this isn't going to work out. And you had this calm about it and you're like, oh, okay. Like, you know, just to bring a a simplicity to it, it's like, oh, you like red and I like blue and that's okay. And and I, my mind was like, no, no, we have to like red together. And in my mind, I turned it into, we can't have this difference and how are we going to make our relationship work? And to me, it was doomed that we had this difference. And you had this way of being where it's like, no, I still love you and I think you're an amazing human being. And it's okay that you disagree with me. And I didn't have that ability to do that. And I want to ask you, like, how were you able to do that? Like, what was it that you were able to, how were you able to be okay that we shared such differences? Well, I think that for me personally, um, I've always prided myself on having relationships with people who are outside of what you would consider to be your normal circles, you know, social circles. So my friends, my, you know, coworkers, people like people I could spend time with were often oftentimes would have very different beliefs, systems, or ideas or cultures or whatever than me. Um and I just kind of learned to be comfortable with that aspect of, you know, socializing. And it's it's funny that you bring this up because one of the things that I used to be really amazed by, speaking of cultures, when several years ago when my grandmother passed away, I went to Germany for the funeral, and um, I was staying in a in a hotel that had like a restaurant downstairs, and I remember going down there every night, and there would be this group of friends who were about four or five beers deep already by the time we would get down there, and they would be playing cards. And they were fighting and yelling at each other and screaming bloody murder at each other over political stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. they were talking about party politics and, and you know, different things. And it, they just did, they, they were, it was very heated. And I asked the server, I was like, are these, mm-hmm. are they going to, like, is something bad going to happen? He goes, those guys? No, he, they've been coming in here for over 20 years. They do this every night. They're best friends. And it was amazing to me because I thought, you know, here here in the United States, we tend to keep our differences kind of quiet. We don't really discuss them out loud. But I always kind of envied that. I thought mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, and they're best <laughs> friends. And I actually actually recently watched this amazing video where this he's I think he's a comedian. It came up on my Facebook, and he talked about how politics is like that one thing where it really creates such this intense division mm-hmm. where it's nothing like anything else. It's not like a sport where, you know, you can have, you can be rival teams, but still respect right. the players and the other team and still have this, you know, reverence for other opposite teams mm-hmm. and even the rivals. But when it's like politics, you will lose friends and you will, you know, yeah. like you, you over, you assume or not even assume you create this identity about that person. and their political beliefs and that just literally disengages you to be able to be able to have any type of relationship or view of that person any other way you just create this association and i think that that's what happens like with you know not just politics but with religion or again the way that we view something completely different it's like how can you think that way how can you view that way Mm -hmm. how can you see it that way we don't really, it doesn't allow us to create any other possibility that, hey, we can have these differences, but it doesn't mean anything else that, okay, you like yellow and I like blue or whatever, you know, you like vanilla and I like chocolate. It doesn't mean anything. It just means you like vanilla and I like chocolate. It doesn't mean that, that you're some, something's wrong with you or something's wrong with me. And we're constantly trying to find the what's wrong with you Mm. or what's wrong with me or what are you saying about me that makes me feel less than you. And I think that sometimes we've had these conversations where you have said like, you make me feel like I'm something's wrong with me. And I'm like, that's not my intention. Um, it's never my intention to, to do that, but that's how we feel. And we filtering those things when at the end of the day, we attract the differences because it really does make for a beautiful relationship. Yeah. And I was going to answer your question this way. You know, if if you like red and I like blue, well, th- that's a lot prettier painting that you can make than if it was both, right. if we were both using red. Right. Like you mentioned, you know, how, how much fun is life if we're all a red crayon? Exactly. Um, and to me, that that's, you know, the, the analogy that I want to use here is food. You know, I mean, you and I both like we love food like we love to travel and we love food and you know just imagine if you were just had to eat potatoes every day and one of the one of the most amazing parts of our travels have been experiencing Mm -hmm. other cultures through food and and all the the richness and beauty of life has to offer and if if we weren't open to those perspectives then our life would be boring and dull and i think that that's to me that's the big part of why i think it's important to find common commonalities rather than differences amongst one another especially in a, inside of our relationship right so what would you say is if you were if i'm gonna i'm gonna i want to ask you a question is what do you think is more important in a relationship or in a partnership than having to have you know the same interests the right. same beliefs like what would you say what would need to be there in the core of a partnership to not create the division and, you know, and to allow love to really come at play? Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, there's obviously, you know, the, the cliched answer would be compromise, but I think the better answer is the ability to really listen. Um, you know, if somebody comes at you with a belief or, a, or an opinion that's different than your own, um, to really let the voices in your head be quiet and be able to listen to that person, say what they have to say, and look for something in that 
that they're saying that can be that you can take from that you can maybe even adopt as your own. You know, I think you've you've done this with with me on multiple occasions where we've had conversations or disagreements. And a little while later, I'm like, you know, she might be right. And the ability to just swallow my pride and, and see that perspective, I think, is an important aspect to our relationship. And I know you've done the same. Um, so I would say, yeah, the ability to, to really listen to one another. To listen. And so what gives you, what do you think gives you freedom in our relationship? Let's bring it down to like our relationship, our partnership. What gives you the freedom to be okay that we have differences, that there are opposites in a way? If we're going to finalize this this episode with, you know, Mm. our take on opposites attract, what gives you freedom to be okay with the opposites, the differences that we have? I think, you know, from a philosophical standpoint for me, it's important to remember that I'm passionate about my deeply held beliefs and that you having your own beliefs that might be different than mine doesn't detract from my own faith and what I believe in. Ooh, that's good. Um, and, and so long as I have true passion and faith for what I think and believe, right. it shouldn't matter that, that what you might think or believe is slightly different or, or different, altogether different. Right. On the other hand, what if oh my goodness, what if I like open my mind to what you're saying mm-hmm. and I learn something new and maybe change the way I'm thinking, how terrible that must be. Right. And I think that, you know, that's kind of how I approach it is like the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to change my mind and that could be an amazing thing. Right. I love that because I think that's one thing you've taught me is to be okay in the differences. Mm-hmm. It's where in the beginning I, you know, needed everything for us to be the same in a way, like in the way we thought, the way we, the way we viewed life, the way we viewed religion and the world and God and money and love and everything. I need, I thought that I needed this person to be the same as me right. with those beliefs. And you have taught me that, no, it's okay. And me not believing in what you believe in doesn't have anything to do with you. It's just no. me. And I think that's the triggers, right? We talk a lot about like when you, when someone triggers you, it has nothing to do with them, but it has 100% to do with you. Right. Because it's revealing something about you. And so if you can stand in your beliefs and say, yes, I am this way, you are opposite of me, and but you being opposite of me has nothing to do with me in a way. Right. It's you get to be who you are. I get to be who I am. And because you have different differences and you have a different way of looking at things, it doesn't have to be mean that my way of looking at it is wrong. And that it's, there's something not right. Right. And so I think that's kind of like where you have, you, you've always had that freedom to be like, nope, I still love you. Everything is fine because you've never meant, you've never made it mean that because we have differences, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with me. Right. It's just, I have my beliefs and you having different doesn't take away from what I believe. I think that's pretty awesome. I totally admire you for that. Well, I, I really appreciate that you admire that, but I have something that I admire in you and I want to share it if that's all right. I know, Victoria, this is your podcast, but I'd kind of yeah. like to give your listeners a little bit of homework here. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> so, so one of the things that I admire about you is something you said not too long ago in front of a group of people. You said, look, our differences might be differences, but I think that people who dis- disagree with me still want something really good. Mm-hmm. And I know that the way you said that and the way you looked at me, you were talking about me. 
And it just made me realize that you had some, some real profound respect for, for what I thought and what I believed, but you also could see me. I could tell you had, you were listening to me. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my homework assignment to all of you is, is that you find your partners, you seek out your partners and you say to them, Hey, I know on this and that we disagree, but I really want you to know that I respect the way you think about this and learn something that might actually, that you might agree with inside of there and then say that to your partner. Yeah. You know, that thing you said, I know that I said I didn't agree, but man, you really got me thinking about this and I, yeah, I, 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 I see where you're coming from. Yeah. Try that. I, I promise that, that having that respect for your partner's thoughts and opinions and beliefs is really what they want, you know? Yeah. I think, again, I think it goes back to your thought about the difference. Is if you say, you're different than me, so that means this, mm-hmm. and then you fill in the blank, your thought about the difference is really what's going to make you be upset or make you be happy it's it literally comes to all this thought work i've learned is that if i believe that we still want something the same at the end of the day you know when bringing it to like politics or whatever it's like we can have our differences and political parties or whatever but at the end of the day do we desire the same thing for our country do we desire the same thing for people yes we just see it we just see a different way to how to get yeah. there. And that doesn't mean anything else. It doesn't mean that you're a bad human being or that I'm lost or that I'm better than you. I think that's when we create the division is when yeah. we say I'm better than you and there's something wrong with you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, and, you know, I, I was thinking as you were saying that, you know, we're talking about big, you know, big deal things here religion, politics, I mean, you name it, those are not, those are not easy topics, but let's boil it down to like, where do you want to eat tonight? (laughs) You know, I think at the end of the day, if you both realize, oh, we both want to eat tonight, we're both hungry. The end result here is that we have a nice time and we get some good food. Yeah. You know, it, it, I know that sounds silly, but what, you know, why, why do we, when we argue, when we disagree, why do we make it about right and wrong? Why do we make it about right. I'm better than you, you're better than me, whatever the case may be? It's, you know, the end result would be so much easier to achieve if we both just said, well, we both want to eat. Right. Yeah. You know, the, the goal, the end goal is, is a delicious dinner. Yeah. Um, and we're on the same team. Yep. And again, I also have realized that it is a lot more fun to be with someone that's a lot more different than me. And we create a really great balance. There's that yin and the yang. Mm-hmm. There's the polarity that, you know, you hear about. It's so needed. And, you know, when I look back and it's like, I wouldn't want to be with someone who was just like me. Like, that would be annoying <laughs> in a yeah. way. And I actually love that you bring out the parts of me that I don't have. And I do that for you, too. We, we do balance each other out. I think we have really learned to, to grow together in that area. All right, Nico. Before we really end this podcast, I ask all of my guests, and you're my first guest, three questions. The number one question is, if you were to have a movie made about you, what would the movie title be called? Hmm, that's a tough one. I'm going to say <laughs> the, how about the wayward architect, maybe? 
the Wayward Architect. So yeah, we forgot yeah. to announce that Miko's profession is an architect. He also believes that it's his calling. He loves it. So mm-hmm. the Wayward Architect. Yeah. The Wayward. What does yeah, that I mean? Yeah, I think so. You know, just somebody, who's, somebody who kind of travels off the beaten path a little bit. Mm, I love it. Okay, second question. These are fun. The would you rather <laughs> question. Because I love the game. Would you rather? Would you rather read the book or watch the movie? Hmm. As an introvert, <laughs> sitting in a quiet room by myself reading a book that I can get immersed in or being in a loud theater with a bunch of people. Uh, I'm going to say read the book. Read the book. Well, you could also watch the movie in private. That's true. That's true. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do love a good movie. I mean, the especially with like how cinematography has gotten so amazing lately. But honestly, like... I don't think, in most cases, I don't think you can be a book because it really engages your imagination more than your, just your visual senses. Mm, I love it. So the book then. Yeah, for sure. Okay, and last question because this is the Fueled by Gratitude podcast. Name three things you are grateful for mm. at the moment. Okay, um, I'm going to start with, um, I'm grateful for the support of my friends and family and loved ones. Um, I am grateful for my abilities as an architect and I'm definitely grateful for an amazing partnership where I get to really express who I am and be seen. Aww. Thanks for being on my podcast today. I had a blast. Hopefully we can do it again. Yes, for sure.